0: Episode number 120, Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Here we are again. Hello. Ready to drink coffee and chit-chat. Kind of catch up with each other? I have been... some
1: exciting Lemington news. Do you want to hear it?
0: Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay,
1: so apparently my mother-in-law sent me the article, the uh, Lemington spot is in, which is our hometown, is in um, the, New- the, the Times All right. for Going Places. And they say that there's more coffee shops per capita than anywhere else they've ever been.
0: Really? So, cheers. Oh yes, cheers, coffee. <laughs> so yes, that's um that's interesting. So Which, which you can see well yes there's coffee shops all over the place isn't mm-hmm. it which is a well guess if you love coffee it's good for coffee lovers i guess so there mm-hmm. you go Limited spot the place they're you full, come though. if you are a coffee lover the, maybe that, well, that's the just thing it. of our time because they're not necessarily like massive places when you go in isn't it so you kind of some of them are quite small yeah extra. so yeah. so you know they can quite easily fill up really quickly of course we got a couple of really huge ones like inside the mall that one's like two floors yeah, two, yeah, yeah. two thing isn't it and then the one across the street you see yeah so, so there's some huge ones the two ones, floor little ones. one
1: is the canadian one that's just shut down
0: oh is it is it is, yeah. not, is it gone yeah. the, even in our little thing yeah wow, maybe there's yeah. so many little ones that they can fill up the big place <laughs>
1: oh
0: anyway, well there you yeah. go yes yeah, so good so it's been a it's been a busy
1: busy week start for you. to
0: january actually yeah. so the beginning of january has been kind of sort of a full-on space of travel for me, so down in Bristol for a couple of couple of days, but that was uh, just to see the in-laws type, type thing. Um, and then back, unpack, then headed up to Chester, just south of Liverpool, uh, for uh, two days and a bit to do some stuff, rehearsals, for a gig I got coming up this year, and then back down to the Midlands to unpack <laughs> do my laundry repack and then it off for a two-day conference yeah to do my gig there so i i have to get my t-shirt my 2019 tour clay's gigs around oh good idea around um it'll primarily be europe i don't think i'll make it to the states although potentially with this new client i might because they've got a place in kansas okay um, so who knows? I might even be in the States this year on my world tour. <laughs> I gotta go. get to the to the far East and Asia and that kind of thing i've Have I done any training out there? No well, no, I think the furthest east I've been is probably Poland in that sense so I have done no I've done an event in Turkey, yeah. Um, But I haven't been to the Far East and that sort of thing to do any of my training gigs. So that needs to, someone out there, if someone's listening to it, if you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that's looking for a presenter or a facilitator, um, then yeah, give me a shout so I can get my tour out to the East. Cool. What have you cool. been up to?
1: Well, uh, this week was a return to normality at last for oh, me. Oh, yes. That's right. So that was nice. So back to the writing, back to the marketing. Um, Yeah, it was good. Spent well, a lot of time. all the time kids are back in school now, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Everyone sort of went back okay. And yeah, and I was back to my... traffic's returned to normal now. <laughs> I was uh, back on my... Got a schedule now. So... Yeah, Embrace right. the you know. New but sometimes Year's this thing. is like the
0: gloom period, though, isn't it? I remember at the academy, this was like the gloom period because there's no holiday again until whatever, like sometime in the spring or Easter, whatever. Yeah, so, it's yeah. like the
1: goal of life to make mm-hmm. it so that you know you like returning to your normal life.
0: Yeah, but if it's, you can, if you can, if if you can gray, manage that
1: at some point, then you you're then winning. You're good, I think yeah.
0: it's the. I think it's the grayness because it's it's winter, so it's you know gray and yeah snowy and miserable gloom gloom and then because we were all in gray anyway at the academy so that just compounded it because it's all gray buildings wearing gray uniforms (laughs) gray sky yeah (laughs) Yeah. so anyway so speaking
1: of going out to the far east would you like to go there in your mind yeah let's do that it's our favorite way of travel so um the thing I've been thinking about this week is this term called wabi sabi, which we've all probably come across without knowing it, which is the idea of um, the aesthetic of imperfection in Japan. So, you know, how they have the broken teapot yeah. or broken teacup, and then instead of hiding the flaw, they, you know, lacquer it with gold so that you can actually see the break and stuff. And so, um, but there's a whole sort of aesthetic around that. And We were so the reason why I was thinking about this is that, um, we had some new shelves put up in our room, uh, maybe a month or two ago. And by put up, I mean, my husband did it. So he got these really nice pieces of wood from our friend who's a carpenter and he did all the, you know, he got his new tools and he did all this thing and then he was lying there and he was like, just saw this, you know, kind of Nick on the, on the wood. That you can really see. Well he can really see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, Oh, why didn't I turn the shelf around so that it would be underneath the stuff, you know, and then you wouldn't see it and and I was like, first of all, nobody can see that but you.
0: But now I will when I come in.
1: Well, but the (laughs) other but the (laughs) other but the other thing is, is you know, it just it just sort of clicked my mind that there's this other way of thinking about it. So yeah. so that sort of and I did a there's, little rabbit hole dive into um, wabi sabi.
0: It's interesting you say that because now I have an excuse not to fix the shelf that I messed up because I when we redecorated the uh, living room,
1: yeah,
0: and I was in charge of putting the shelves up and I did, but I put one on backwards. But I'd already put holes in the front of the right, wall. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course I had to take it apart and flip it around. But now if you really look, you see the tiny little Holes. Nail holes, which I was going to fill and put some stuff so you wouldn't see it. But now,
1: yeah. with my wabi-sabi,
0: wabi-sabi yeah. that's the imperfection. That's right. That uh so, highlight.
1: You know, I was sort of thinking about this because I just feel like there is a very unhealthy need and, and striving for perfectionism in our culture. And... People often blame social media, don't they, about that kind of thing. But I think, you know, there's this great...
0: Um, We're kind of raised with that, though, isn't it? That's
1: what I think. I think this is yeah. not a new thing. It's not. I, I mean, actually, think
0: of grades. Think of grades. And, I mean, I it's really, the thing with school that kills you well, as a kid, isn't it?
1: If you watch this, I'll put this up on um, our Facebook page and discussion group, but um, there's this great five-minute video by the School of Life mm. on Wabi Sabi. And um, they... It's so succinctly done. It's such, it's really worth a listen to about the way that Western aesthetic of beauty coming up from ancient Greece has um, valued symmetry, perfectionism, sort of um, the eternal, you know, so you think about those, you know, was it Plato that had these ideas that like there was the chair and then these were all the, the imperfect actual chairs but somewhere in our minds is this like perfect representation of a chair mm. do you know what I'm talking about yeah I think so okay so I mean I think it, it's sort of you look at um you know greek architecture and you look at you know all of these things there's a real sort of striving for symmetry and and perfectionism and I think it comes it goes all the way back to there whereas um you know and that and that links in with the West sort of valuing of science and maths where everything sort of needs to come out right in an equation yeah. do you know what i mean but, and and there's much less of the celebration of the intuitive the you know imperfect the the thing that that can't be perfect because there's no such thing as that yeah you know so um,
0: i think we get pushed to do that don't we so we think about athletes you think about your stuff time in school yeah um you want to get the top mark 100% um, and I remember one of the things that, and this wouldn't happen with everyone, but my mom was very big on the whole education thing. So I wasn't, and I'll put this in quotation marks, allowed to get less than an A. So for her, if it if it wasn't an A, then that wasn't good enough. So, right, you know, even though you have, you know, you have a green, you know, A is good. So for her, if it wasn't top marks, it's not good enough. So. You know, I was kind of pushed. I
1: think that's right. I think even in in school, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about education in school and stuff. But the thing that there is a right answer and that you can get an answer that is perfect in that way, Mm. it does train our minds to think like that, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah. so um but it's the yeah. whole sort of body thing as well and, yeah, and how completely. we look you know that whole sort of per- perfection and whatever that is that you were saying about the symmetry and
1: it's also a really you know we have a culture that really values um the aesthetic of youth as well like mm-hmm. aging is something that's like seen as a bad thing
0: you and know? it comes to a point where the perfection or at least our striving and i would be interested to hear from your point of view, from the sort of it's a Japanese one, it's yeah, and about what value they get out of the imperfection. Because I'm just thinking of the perfection on iron can almost drive you to a place where you where you just cause yourself undue anxiety and stress because you want to be perfect and everything's got to yeah. be there. So it almost becomes a hindrance this strive for perfection
1: completely because nothing mm. can ever actually be perfect. So there's this great, um. Whereas, so this book by Richard Powell called Wabi Sabi Simple says that Wabi Sabi embodies three simple realities nothing lasts, nothing is finished, and nothing is perfect. Hmm. And that's true, isn't it? Like, you know, as much as we can strive towards this ideal, we never actually reach it. You, you know? know what
0: that reminds me of? The poem, um, the Keats, no, Shelley poem, Have you No. Read that one is a great poem. It's a. Uh, it's, uh, Basically, it's the thing you're saying here. So um, it says, I I met a traveler from an antique land who said, uh, two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert near them on the sand have sunk in shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor, while those passions read, which yet survive, stamped on these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them and the head that that fed and on this pedestal these words appear my name is ozzy mendez king of kings look on my works ye mighty and despair nothing besides remains around the decay of that colossus wreck boundless and bare the lone and level sand stretched far away that's
1: awesome yeah
0: so it's, it's you know it's like you think of the power and what you've got there is like he says nothing is
1: Nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly. So there's Boom. the the sort of reverence to the temporary. Mm. So, okay, so Wabi Sabi, to, to define it, I guess, a little bit more for us, is the beauty in the imperfect, temporary, and rustic. It's a beauty for, or appreciation for the beauty in what is passing, fragile, and slightly broken. Things are always more beautiful for bearing the marks of age and individuality. So that's... um Mostly from that School of Life video, mm. that particular explanation. But they talk also about how it's linked to Zen Buddhism as it came to Japan and the idea of embracing the temporality of all things and also surrendering to what is, just
0: yeah. literally
1: this is what is. So
0: and I've done some wavasabi, unbeknownst that yes, you were going to exactly. talk about this today, because um, and it's, yeah, so I'm, a, I'm with my tech, I'm very particular. I don't really care much about anything other than other things yeah. that I have, but my tech, just for me, has to remain pristine. Hence <laughs> like, the Mac user. Yeah. Well, just the, not the brand itself, but just the fact that it's a computer and it's tech and that sort of yeah. thing. Um, so, when like my MacBook now, I see the trend, people put all the stickers, and I've never done that because I don't want to deface the, Beauty of the form, like, yeah, and this is the first time I put a sticker on it. Live, work, creates.
1: Yeah, I like it. And
0: I think, ah, like if my iPhone, like I saw someone yesterday and they have a crack and I couldn't use it. If I chip this thing, I wouldn't be able to use it. Right, it would drive me absolutely insane. Yeah, but. Pick anything else other than my tech, and if it's scratched, bent—I mean, look at my car. My car don't.
1: Yeah, right. I guess yeah, you could yeah. argue
0: that that's tech, but my car I have no care whether it's got a scratch, <laughs> ding, dent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, there's this um word that I made up for the island in my first book, *In the mm. Boatman*, which comes up again, obviously, because it's there in that culture. But is the idea of um, the value of something that Is in it because of its use and because of its history and because of what it what it's been through with you, rather than just its value. Mm. And um, yeah, I think you know this wabi sabi sort of takes it a lot further than just that. Well, how would your
0: life change if you adapted a mentality of nothing is permanent? How what does that do for you? Well,
1: see, well, it's not even just the permanence thing; it's the imperfection thing. And I was just, yeah, yeah, I was just, I was really thinking, actually. I wonder if authenticity can we can use that value, or we if we adopt that value of authenticity to sort of put it in our habitual terms hmm. instead of perfection as a way of sort of fighting that off in us. So I don't really think of myself as somebody who's like overly a perfectionist, you know. It, it, and that's I really am glad about that because I see that sometimes that's just part of our personality, and it can be really great because it, it strives you to do your best. But at some point it becomes a real hindrance because you never release the book, Mm. you know, and I get to a point where I think, okay, yeah, I could do more to this, but it's fine. It's good enough. And I, and I'm able to sort of put it out there and it's Mm. okay. Um, but I, I think it, where I find this in my life, quite often is in how I try and relate to other people. So if there's a situation that comes up, particularly if it's like there's an argument or there's something where I have to communicate something that's a little bit more difficult, I have this idea in my head that there's this perfect way of doing it. Or like with the kids, you know, Mm -hmm. like parenting, that, that in any situation, there's this perfect way of handling them, you know, and being that exact right amount of, the sort of leader person with compassion for their situation and their mm-hmm. feelings, that, you know, like, and, and sort of firm, but gentle and, you know, all these sort of things you want to be perfect for these people in your life. And it's really, if you think about being authentic rather than being perfect it was the same kind of thing. I think I don't have that much issue about, I mean, I say I don't have that much issue about my book. It's still scary. Every time I release a new book, it's still scary. And I still have that thing, but it it doesn't hold me back. Mm. But I see with my own newsletters and stuff like that for my writing stuff, I'm always, I I have much more of that need to have the next perfect thing. Mm. And instead, I think it might help me quite a lot to just replace that idea with the perfect next bit Mm. to the most authentic thing that I can give you right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I was going to ask a question, but I I lost it. It's gone. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all right. Um, Yeah, yeah, keep going because I I forgot what the question was. Yeah, it'll come back. Yeah, it'll come back in a second. Okay, so
1: Wabi Sabi, these are my, so I've I've reverted back to my note-taking. That's all right, that's good. Um, Wabi Sabi is a combination of two words that mean one, so Wabi means Bitters the, the bittersweet melancholy of being alone. Hmm. So how amazing is I like that?
0: that. Yeah, that's me. I
1: know you love that. And then um, sabi is the idea of aging and wear that can enable that can ennoble something. So if you think about wabi sabi, you think the the typical thing is like the broken or chipped teacup. Yeah. Um, But you can also think about it in terms of like the forms that nature takes that is not perfect ever. Um, You can think about um, the look of an aging face that there, you know, so it's about a different way of looking at things and looking at the beauty and the fact that it's beautiful because of. The things that it's been through or the situation that it's come up in do you yeah know what so I mean? there's
0: almost a story in the imperfection that's right yeah. exactly because this is i i got two levels that i'm looking at this because i've remembered the question that i was just thinking about and that was the because we were just talking about in our performance and how we do things yeah. in relationship to perfection and i'm wondering how do you reconcile uh, and maybe this is a you know you strive to be the best, but the best doesn't necessarily have to mean perfect. But sometimes that's we equate right. it to being perfect right. as being the best, because perfect kind of implies that you can't get any better than perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah that's so. right. And and perfect, I think, you know, in our I, I do, I do think that this Western aesthetic that comes to us through ancient Greece. Through this idea of, you know, you think about the sort of sculptures from that time, too, of the perfect body and, and all of that kind of stuff is the idea that it there's a single perfect, perfect form. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or there's a, you know, if you think about giving a presentation in our minds, I feel like somewhere we still have this idea that there is a perfect version of that presentation.
0: Is there something that's you know, different in the perfection and the aesthetic what is this aesthetic just
1: means like how we conceive of beauty or how Mm -hmm. we conceive of something you know so so what what things do we value
0: about it yeah
1: yeah so it's yeah
0: no yeah okay because only i'm just thinking i was just thinking of the the whole aesthetic and then but perfection
1: yeah
0: um does not necessarily again doesn't necessarily imply the beauty of Yeah, so I guess what I'm trying to reconcile is perfectionism, aesthetic. Does that mean perfect, not perfect, or yeah,
1: beauty, like the like? So an aesthetic can be anything, but Mm. in this case, in the Western world, our understanding of beauty is
0: some kind of perfection, is
1: some kind of symmetry, perfection, and like. Flawlessness. Right. You know, whereas, whereas... So we do, we always do it the West.
0: We've taken a nice concept (laughs) and taken it to its extreme as opposed to... Well,
1: uh, yeah. And I think, you know, I think if I think about, I mean, maybe you have something to say after your week Mm. of conferencing and presentations and stuff. But, you know, this idea that we have that if we put something out there, there is a single perfect version of it. And we're really striving to create that. Yeah. Instead of realizing that we're going to do our best, but that whatever is created in that moment is going to be an interaction between like what we see out there, you know, what, what we come to in that moment with our presentation. And and yeah, I guess it, you know, it just made me think, do we need to start really, really forcing ourselves and by ourselves, I mean me, Hmm. to value being authentic over being perfect. Because in a way you can't be both. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're striving for perfection, what you're saying is everybody that did this presentation or everyone that wrote this book would be striving to create the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Whereas actually, Everybody is going to, you know, you say you write a book on this topic. I write a book on this topic. It's going to be totally different. And that's what's great. Yeah. You know, so.
0: I suppose in an instance like that, are we saying when people, when they're thinking of perfect as in, um, you know, it's another line from poetry, think of beauty as a joy forever. And are you trying to make. Yeah, and that's the semantics. Is are you trying to make the best book ever or are you trying to make the perfect book? Yeah. But then you'd have to kind of define what is the it perfect book exactly. as opposed to the best book. It
1: doesn't mean that you do things, you know, halfway or that you don't hmm. put your best effort in, hmm. I think. So, so one of the, in Japan, the way that this is embodied is by... Um, So this all came through with the tea ceremony. And for a long time, they had sort of adopted the tea ceremony um, in China that had these really ornate, like perfect cups and and patterns and stuff like that. And everything was symmetrical and everything was perfect and everything was beautiful. Mm. And it was all about striving to be that. Whereas um, I'm, I'm not even going to try and remember the guy that, that brushed all that away and sort of brought back the idea of this sort of Zen simplicity to the tea ceremony. And in that case, you're taking cups that are made by... Um, you know, craftsmen and potters that are not are not perfectly symmetrical, that are not trying to be, yeah. that are actually making mistakes in the glaze on purpose that then become part of the
0: I was, thing. Just, I was just smiling just saying because I was just thinking um, I could see, you know, a certain character characteristic that will try to make the perfect imperfect thing. I yeah, just, yeah, right. Yeah. I was just looking at the definition um, of perfect just to kind of get a a handle on the word itself. This is having all the required or desirable elements, qualities or characteristics as good as it possibly as good as it is possible to be. And maybe that's how the whole being best and perfect come together as this is implying here is that is that thing. The top of it—that's you can't yeah, get yeah. any better than that. That is, yeah, yeah, sort of perfect. And I think like with works of art and things like that, sometimes we're never satisfied as a, as an artist. Is this the? Best that it could possibly be. But that
1: is true of every single piece that thing that we create yeah, like know, whether absolutely. it's like an email it's whether the it's email, like is
0: the perfect yeah. that this could possibly absolutely be. Yeah. And I guess what I'm drawing from the wasabi piece is sometimes good is good enough. I don't know.
1: Because have if to you're putting yourself in it possible. Then I don't know how to say this, but there becomes no such thing as perfect because you are unique and you're bringing stuff to it. And so, you know, if you I think suppose about the problem
0: comes in, if it's just you, because you said melancholy and that aloneness. Yeah. By yourself, that's probably good. I guess what comes into the mix that makes us all crazy and insane is that. You may think that way, but your audience might not think that way. But
1: then, you know, I get back to um, Seth Godin's um, Shun the Nonbelievers, which I've saved in my podcast section. And if anyone needs a little pep talk and you're a creator of any kind, then that's the thing to go back to for me. But it's like that idea that if you put your authentic self into it, there will always be people that don't like it.
0: Mm.
1: And that's good because nothing is perfect. So if the idea of perfection means that everything, everyone will like it and think it's perfect, right? Like it's not only in the definition, but how we think about that word emotionally. And when we're creating something or when we're putting stuff up on social media or when we're just out in the world, being ourselves with other people and trying to like put the best version of ourselves forward to this perfect version of ourselves.
0: Which is interesting in my head because I'm, you don't do that. I don't, well, no, it's, I don't strive for the whole sort of perfection thing, but some of the stuff that I do do drives other people nuts because they want it to be perfect. Like what? Um, I'm just thinking like in my writing, I'm not always, you know, sometimes my writing is sloppy in terms of some of the grammar and things. And I get people that, you know, that bugs them mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, well, why even let it? you to the point where you're going insane over it. It's just a thing, just move on. (laughs) But some people can't move beyond that. I posted something a while ago and it was only just a sentence and the person was really bent out of shape. And it was only, uh, it literally was just a sentence, but because of their need for it to be right or perfect, and yeah. um, it was just driving him insane. Now you've got the perfect word <laughs> yeah. to send
1: them back. Yeah. You just send it back. Wasabi. It's like, you know, and in then my they head, can figure like, out
0: what to do with that. Dude, life is much fact, more grand and important than that one sentence. But yeah. some people, it just drives them nuts.
1: Yeah.
0: And, I, and I since incapacity, my daughter is the same. One of the hard things w- working with her growing up is that she is a perfectionist. But then she would, if it's not perfect, then... She just goes, and you know, you know, there's lots of crying and screaming and she won't turn it in and she'll rip yeah, it apart yeah, and start yeah. again because it, you know, it has there's, to be perfect.
1: There's a real, um, that's a real amazing quality as well. And we mm. need people that are really detail-oriented people and I'm mm. not one of those people. So you do not want me in the medical field. Do you know what I mean? Or, mm. or in yeah, these exactly. kind of,
0: well, exactly. I need to sort that one up. <laughs>
1: but, you know, yeah. at the same time, I think, particularly when we think about ourselves as well, both physically and how we look and also how we deal with ourselves inside, you know, how we sort of think about our strengths and our weaknesses, what we call weaknesses or, Hmm. you know, the things that, I don't know, we like about ourselves and the things that we don't. I don't know, I sort of feel like this is a very, I don't know, it's a nice word, wabi-sabi. Yeah.
0: It's also kind of funny. Should you always (laughs) strive... To do, can you just say good is good enough? Or do you always have to be pushing to th- make the best possible eventually to get to the best possible? I think it's, possible? You know, it's
1: the best possible thing. But that doesn't mean like your personal best thing that you create doesn't have to be striving for perfection. Do you know well, what
0: I mean? if you got because I mean, in, in isolation, yes. You, like it, you
1: think about, okay, like you think about um, if you're a potter making a teacup yeah. or a bowl or whatever, then if you use the Western idea of what is beautiful and what is the best bowl or the best teacup, then you're trying to make it perfectly round and you're trying to make it like perfectly narrowed at the top or just whatever you're doing. Whereas another way of looking at that is to try and make the best teacup that you can make well, with different ideas about That's beauty. That's the
0: maker. But if, if you were to go and buy, and again, it's maybe after this conversation, we won't, but if you go into a shop to buy a set of teacups and you see a crack in one, would you buy that set of teacups or would you get the one, that, the set that doesn't have a a crack in it?
1: I think the thing is, what's interesting too about that example is that, If you have a bunch of teacups that are all the same and symmetrical, like we make teacups, then no. But if you are buying a set of teacups made by a potter and one's got a chip in them, but you love the shape and you love the If it's thing, just the only maybe. one,
0: yeah. So if it's, a, you know, so like, like I like I, at one point in time, even more so than I do now, I like to go and buy, use or secondhand stuff or mm. just find things that that's not commercialized that not everybody has. Cause you know, it's gone out, of whatever, but you know, you're not yeah, going to yeah. see that same thing again. Um, but yeah, so I guess it's that question of when we talk about being as, good as it can possibly be or be. So while yes, we're not gonna have so if I'm buying a, a used set of teacups and one has a crack in it, yay, yeah, you get it because that's part of the experience. But what, if you were you're at, what if
1: you were at um a like ceramic makers shop. Yeah. You know, so all of these things were made by hand and suddenly you're working with a bunch of things that have personality to them do you know what I mean
0: I think that's different like, though isn't it that's handmade but, and that, that's, but uh,
1: that's wabi-sabi
0: right so when we're talking about put,
1: that you've put yourself into it do you know what I mean produce stuff
0: we're not talking about so mass produced stuff we're not talking well, about well I think
1: that you can apply it to that of yeah. course but I think that because there are the, shops
0: where you can go and buy yeah defective clothes because some people won't buy them really so you have your yeah. outlet shops because it's got a little defect in it or what have you and it's not perfect yeah and and so hence some people like myself i don't care if there's buttons <laughs> a little bit higher than the uh slit of the hole but other people wouldn't here's necessarily buy here's it.
1: another thing that i thought was really um cool it's a book called the unknown craftsman by um Suetsu Yanagi, Mm. and it's translated. Um, And there's a quote from that that says, we in our own human imperfections are repelled by the perfect since everything is apparent from the start and there is no suggestion of the infinite. Mm. And I really liked that because I, but it reminded me, you know, in, in college, I took a class in social psych and one of the experiments, it was on like human relationships and in um, there was an experiment about what, about attraction and about what attracts people to other people, you know, to people. So they had this, um, scenario in which people were given, um, a group, one group was given, um, I don't know if it was video or audio footage where it was like, everything was, was perfect, quote Mm -hmm. unquote, perfect. And then another group of people were given the same voices and saying the same thing, but at some point they made a mistake. So they either slightly tripped, or they stumbled over their word, or they, you know, so they made a mistake. And actually, the attract, you know, there was a significant difference, and people preferred the people and felt more affinity to them and more attraction to them
0: yeah, because they made a mistake because
1: yeah <laughs> and because they they know that inside they're sort of imperfect too and it makes them more yeah. likable and i think
0: or that i won't ever be able to live up to that person's expectations that's because right. they're too perfect so that's right so there's the guy we, that's we, we know
1: we <laughs> know that we're imperfect
0: more perfect <laughs> <laughs> so I let me hang out because uh, this whole concept and I'm glad brother is just reminded me about drawing because when I because I, you know, I do uh, all my drawings and things like that and then people say oh yes yeah, so I can't draw and I was like well you, you learned how to draw before you learned how to walk yeah. but it's your it's your because when you go to draw something you want to make it look perfect but actually you might as well take a photograph if you're trying to do that but if you draw authentically and how you see lie then that in itself it's its own sort of beauty and just how that how whatever you've seen how it translates to the paper is great but if you're trying to make a photo realistic it's got to look exactly like
1: yeah
0: the object and i think that's a a good example for me where people try to make the picture look perfect like i gotta have it look exactly like it looks in real or
1: exactly like I think it should look in my head I think there's a translation to, yeah, problem that, isn't it yeah. because it's the same for writing you have this idea of the story in your head and you've got to figure out how to put it into words and it never comes out as great as it is mm. in your head but you know it, it that expectation that there is a perfect can prevent you from even starting
0: Yeah, and it's the same with, with like I do a lot of presentations and public speaking and the facilitation and like that and when I work with other folks that uh, want to do the same, but then they are nervous or hesitant. And part of it is this idea of I need to do it perfect. I don't want to make a mistake in front of people. Um, And like some people will write everything down. And I guess it works for some, but it, it becomes a hindrance because you know what you've written down. And if you're going to stick to every single word, as soon as you miss one, then you think you've made a mistake. Whereas in actuality, the audience has no idea what you're going to say right so if you can free yourself up and just have the bullet points and know the story and around those like bullet points like you're saying
1: if you sort of talk a little bit more freely you're going to put things in a word in a way that is more authentic yeah. and people are going to connect yeah. with that more
0: yeah like yeah. and it's just it's just having the things to, having the I guess in this instance the confidence to let go that you're going to miss something you're going to forget something or those sorts of things um, or I'm going to make a mistake and then everybody's going to laugh at me or, or think I, I suck so I can either and it becomes a performance detractor versus an enhancer to think yeah. making this I think to connection with the group telling the story it doesn't have to have the exact same words as long as you know the end of the story you can get yep. from beginning to the end um, and have the 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 story from there. So yeah, yeah. so like I, us and this podcast is wasabi, right. isn't it?
1: Exactly. We
0: don't script it out. We we're don't wasabi, yeah, Bobby. We don't yeah. go back and say because oh, like, some people they make their podcasts, they script out the whole thing and it's a script that they do and so they they'll already know. Like I've made a podcast with someone before and, and they already know. Like I, I've got the script there and we're wow. sticking to the
1: yeah. That's the not what of, we're doing. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
0: They have to know what was gonna be what I was gonna say, and then I know what they're gonna say in response. So it was kind of that thing as opposed to.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think it just as I've sort of gone around and you see the tendency in yourself to be a perfectionist in certain areas in your life. And I think, you know, we all have certain areas where we're a bit more of a perfectionist than others, like Mm. you said, with your tech versus your car or something like that. But then also I think in order to change that so that we are valuing authenticity and everything that we uniquely bring to a thing, including the world, just walking around being ourselves. Sometimes it's a little bit hard to start with yourself. And I wonder whether adopting the idea of Wabi Sabi first for the external things. So shifting your mindset, if you look at nature, no leaf is a per, is perfect, and in fact, there is no such thing as a perfect leaf. It's
0: perfect and its imperfection. It's,
1: exactly, and the you know. So if you start to shift your mindset to notice that and notice, you know, there was a great um, example of, you know, the beauty in people's eyes. You know, when you can sort of see their emotion in their eyes, and even though they're wrinkled or they're older or something, and they don't fit the normal symmetrical version of beauty that we have been taught to value. If you can shift your mindset to see that value and that beauty Mm. and that sort of wasabi in them, I think eventually that sort of starts to trickle into yourself and apply to yourself without too much effort. So if it's easier to sort of start doing it outside, You know that might be a.
0: Is there a universal beauty? I'm only just thinking. I know the whole. Well, I mean, that's. I
1: think. I think that's the Greek sort of and and Roman thing is like yes, there is, and we just have to strive to reach it, and and that sort of goes Hmm. along with the 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 God and and monotheism, Hmm. and do you know what I mean? It's all sort of
0: wrapped up. Whereas, but there's something. There is something in it, but then also an extreme to it I know the whole you know the same dot. Beauties and eye to beholder type thing. Mm-hmm. So, and it. But then there almost seems to be that there's something universal about certain symmetries and an essence that. Of, and I guess it's the pleasing the that it has when you do see it.
1: Well. It's- but for okay, so so another example that I was listening to is you know we think about tables. If you think mm. about any table that you come across in the Western world, pretty much, unless you're in some like specialist carpentry shop, you're gonna see tables like this. They're gonna be square. They're gonna be like rectangular, or they're gonna be perfectly circular, or perfectly you know like that. There's a symmetry shapes, to that. Symmetry in the So, shapes, so yeah. what this um, one woman who went to Japan. She was describing being at a conference table and there's like this beautiful single piece of wood that stretched on for like 10 feet. So it's massive single piece of wood, which is insane. But also that it was completely nicked with all kinds of holes in it and all kinds of like scratches and dents and stuff. And she was sitting there playing with a, with a, with a knot in the wood that was sort of like a hole that had just been you know left, not tried to be sanded over or anything like that. And she was sitting there playing with it. And an older Japanese woman walked into the conference room and said, ah, wabi-sabi, you know, and it's like that idea that and and apparently this table also sort of tapered slightly so that towards one end it was significantly narrower as if that's the Mm -hmm. narrowing of the tree. And so there's a there's a sense that it can also be like that, you know, we can also be like beautiful in our what what. The Western I would see as imperfections, but actually is just the expression of the uniqueness of what that is. Do you yeah. see what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I get that, and it's I guess I was what you made me think. And there's as at some point there's a separation between the sort of perfections and the and the beauty, for instance. Yeah. As in, if I buy this this table, would I put this particular table in my house? As in, no, because I don't like the look of it because right. it's not beautiful or you know that yeah, yeah which yeah. is another yeah. one that might look different i would take that table over this table yeah but taking it to the level where you're at now if i decided i did want this table to then just take this table as it is as opposed to well actually this table isn't quite square mm-hmm. or it's got a you know it's, it's got a wobble in it um, but I like the chair other than these imperfections in it yeah, and yeah. try to make that perfect. So it's kind of, yeah. there is a beauty and the beauty is different for each of us. But when you have the object itself, it's accepting <laughs> the object as it is yeah. with its flaws and imperfections. And the history that comes history with it. and, and, and the, Yeah, all of that yeah. I mean, I think
1: that, you know, this isn't saying like put thing. up with a wonky table, you know, like yeah. things have to be functional and that's. You know that's okay to want I think that's okay. Is that, not to a, okay. A, is that not okay to have a wonky table? I okay. ah, don't worry about but, it. it's wonky. D-. Ah,
0: don't worry but about it. But if you it. think about, it, you, you would if if people were happy to buy any of my carpentry, then there would definitely be Wah Basabi because that's it won't what you be. could that's what you could be <laughs> <theme>, your carpentry <laughs> brand. Wow, well, because it's definitely not going to be the perfect. Because <laughs> I'm I'm probably the worst do it yourself kind of do because it's like oh yeah it works it fits together done is it perfect no I'm not gonna sit here and sand it for yeah 15 hours and I had a friend that was like that, probably like you just described with your guy in the beginning story. Um, you know, he loves making, you know, building the houses and tree. Yeah, but yeah. if something was just a little bit off, he would tear the whole wall down and start mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, it's just a, it's a little ding or a scratch. But he would tear the complete wall down again yeah. and start from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool.
1: So that that's my thoughts for the week. I think that, you know, the other examples that they had were like, um, you know, like Cindy Crawford that kept her mole on her face, you know, mm. and that became like her signature mark, whereas so many people at that time would have like had it removed or, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, I think about teaching yoga and I look at all of the like Instagram yoga poses where it's all of these like super skinny women trying to achieve whatever we think of as the perfect, whatever pose they're doing. Mm. And, you know, it's really hard for us with everything around us, valuing perfection to get into a mentality that values authenticity And, and in a yoga, you know, just, just to think of different ways in which this applies, like to be in a yoga pose that is about you feeling your way into a position in your body, being mindful and present and going as far as your body is happy to go, you know, cause you can jerk yourself into all kinds of things, but you, then you're hobbling around the next day or doing yourself damage. And like, what's the point of that? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, we need to embrace it because the perfectionism has sort of in our lives has gotten out of control, I think. And it's, it's quite damaging.
0: Yeah. I think it's just fun and the beauty and the thing it, itself, as opposed to, comparing and, and finding the beauty in what
1: you can bring that's mm. unique that isn't really going to be like anything else so you don't have to be perfect because you're going to bring your thing
0: yeah no cool so that's my thing alright sounds good yeah Yeah. any messages we got for the folks listening
1: um no, not really. Just if you haven't joined the newsletter, then um, you should, because then you'll get a little hello yeah, the from show us every week. Well, exactly. You? And yeah. you'll have a little bit of an update on what we've been talking about this week. A little reminder about the next
0: and, contemplation
1: yeah, and the, conversation. Yeah, you get an opportunity
0: to see the outline of the show, don't you? I think with the show notes, which is
1: yeah, quite exactly. good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So head over to the website. It's um, HavanaCafeSessions.co.uk.
0: And I sure am thirsty. So you can buy us another cup of coffee as well. So that'd be good.
1: He looks desperate. Yeah, I'm thirsty. <laughs>
0: More coffee, please.